You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That was a nice talk with Evan Smith, Off-Road Racer. This past weekend, the Argentina MotoGP took place. Pretty exciting, PJ? Absolutely, it was. What a great weekend of racing. Mark Marquez ultimately comes out on top, kind of running away from the field. Uh, he, he managed the race from the front the entire race long. But there was a lot of good racing behind him for that uh, all-important second place. Ultimately, Rossi edged out Davizioso. Uh, that means overall, uh, Mark Marquez sits in the lead of the overall series after two rounds with 45 points. Davizioso on the Ducati at 41 after he won the first race there in Qatar. Rossi sitting in a not-so-distant third place on 31 points with Alex Rins in uh, fourth place. On the Suzuki, which is, gosh, uh, just a few years ago, we would have never thought Suzuki would be in the top five overall. And here they are in fourth, so that's interesting. Uh, further down the field in Argentina, Jack Miller on the Ducati battled the whole race to finish fourth. Rins uh, on that Suzuki came fifth. Note uh, Noteworthy performances, Jorge Lorenzo, um, the teammate to one Mark Marquez on the Repsol Honda. Finished in P12. He's a little nicked up. Interesting side note from the race. Cal Crutchlow, fast all yeah. weekend. Fast all weekend. Fast what about this, though? All That's... weekend. And he apparently, well, not apparently, he absolutely was penalized with a ride-through penalty for a jump start. Uh, I haven't talked to anyone else who watched the race, but they certainly gave me some replay time. They gave all the watchers... Um, of the race uh they gave us replays it was impossible for me to discern something that would in my mind be worthy of a penalty but cal crutchlow as i've told you off air uh tony he's uh he's rather outspoken gentleman he's not known for mincing words i haven't seen anything as far as uh outrage from him he'd be the guy who would certainly let outrage flow if he felt this penalty was unjustified he'd at least let everybody know he felt how he felt about it if he if he thought it was, absolutely. wasn't warranted that absolutely he i think would do that he is again never been one I, it seems like words. i saw something on his social media or a social something where he was talking about a, a ride through penalty and he was teetering or something and he was moving or something the but bike he wasn't, was in motion and it, no it wasn't like he was in wasn't motion, moving though. forward was, he was he was unstable on the bike but the you know that can be interpreted by judges as movement if you're going left to right you know it's not starting I can one can only imagine. I again, I didn't see anything. Yeah, but if uh, if he was commenting on it with anything other than complete disgust, maybe he knows what uh, he was penalized for. But the Argentina GP is now in the books, and next up for MotoGP is Coda Circuit of the Americas, where they will partner once again with our uh, national series Moto America. But that will be Moto America's second round as their first round is this coming weekend in Atlanta, 
at the Road to Atlanta Racecourse. Looking forward to it. Our seasonal opener for our uh, Moto America Series. And this weekend, we also have World Superbike taking place in Aragon, Spain. Uh, that'll be a good race as well. So everybody, all the road racing fans are are pinging. There's, there's, uh, it's, we're it's finally happening. racing back in the states. Not, and I shouldn't say that because we just had the 200 three weeks ago. But we're finally going racing Moto Absolutely. America. Absolutely, can't and, wait. Yep. Then, and we're going to find out all the guys that we've been interviewing that are that are racing for this team or that team or whatever. Um, you know, and and there are some new guys, some new teams for riders, and uh, there's there's a handful of them that said they probably aren't going to test until the opening round which is weird i just it just boggles me at this level that yeah i mean you're you would think like any other form of racing without testing you're behind the eight ball the guys who did test are well leg up on you at, right away i think that had, i think that's very telling for for the health and the of the overall uh, the overall health of of road racing in the united states if these guys are putting deals together last minute still and and they can't you know they they don't have either they don't have the budget or they don't have the time. Yeah, well, time if, you, is money. if you do a deal between Daytona and this race, you've barely got time to get your bike together, graphics on uh, the bike strapped down, and hey, it's race time. Much less, you know, to your point, going testing, uh, getting the rider, you know, comfortable on the bike, any adjustments that you need to make to it. I'm looking forward, to, uh, like you said, Tony. I'm really looking forward to talking to. Uh, our crop of racers this season, I think it's going to be a bang-up series this year. Uh, we've got guys that have moved around. We've got guys, uh, J.D. Beach, for example, moving up to the Superbike class. What do so, you think of that? I oh. think I'm pretty excited for him, but I'm also a little nervous. I'm nervous in that it's not a true factory team, but it's a great team. So I think those guys are ready to go racing. Uh, J.D. certainly himself is. Uh, I'm just I'm stoked about it, and I'm so glad that I got my TV programming together so I can watch all this happen. <laughs> all right, uh, I want to thank our guests, including Sean Dillon Kelly, very young road racer, just uh, the youngest pole winner in Daytona 200 history. We had him on. Also, Cor Corey Wetstein, uh, who is a movie producer called The Vision, an off-road movie. And then uh, we had Cody Barnes, who's a local kid, racing XC3 in the GNCC. We had the worm on hour number two, Larry Pegram, and off-road racer Evan Smith. Big thanks to PJ for uh, joining me. Thanks to Ed Kulenkamp, Jack DeLeon, Leanne DeLeon, Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, and Scott Casper. I'm Tony Wink. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Pit Pass. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1.
a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. <laughs>